Hello guys and welcome to another exciting, exciting episode of Low Key, episode 7. And tonight is a very special, very, very, another special Kansas City version of the Low Key Podcast. So get excited as we interview Thalmaeus' own, the owner, Bo, Mr. Bo. Um, and get excited as he talks about... I believe it's called botany. Botany? I don't know how to say it right. But it's the study of plants and coffee culture and where the coffee culture is headed. So get excited. Because I am. It was a cool it was a cool episode. And it was a cool story to hear just about Thalmaeus and everything and everything else about coffee and Thalmaeus and, and other things in the Kansas City area. If if you like us. If you like Loki, share us, please. Share us so more people can like us. And if you listen to this and you're not liking us on Facebook, you're not following us on Instagram, go do that, man, because you're missing some incredible stories that are to be heard and that are on our website. If you want to go check out our website, that would be awesome, too. Go to www lowkeypodcast.squarespace.com and check out our website. We're going to be posting bios of each low-key guest pretty soon. And our episodes are on there. But most importantly, we're on iTunes, guys. Go subscribe to us and become a subscriber. And if you want to love us in any other way or support us in any other way, Go to, go to our website again and check out our website and click on Become a Patreon. So guys, get excited for this another coffee roaster on low-key. It's nice. It's easy. It's low-key. Let's get this started. Hey guys, this is Matthew Rodriguez, and this is another Kansas City episode of Low Key. Um, I am here in Thalmaeus um, with the owner, Bo... Nelson. Nelson. Okay, cool. Um, and um, we're going to talk about Thalmaeus and uh, their business a little bit. So, great to have you on. Excited yeah, for you. to be here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, welcome to Low Key. Yeah, the Low it's good key to be here. <laughs> Um, can you tell us what is Thalmaeus? Uh, so Thalmaeus is, is a little bit more than just coffee um, in, in a lot of different ways. Um, kind of on the, I'm going to talk about the, the, the physical side and then the philosophical side because a lot of what we're doing um, is, is there's, a little bit, there's a little bit of a depth going on here that um, maybe a lot of people don't know or don't understand. Maybe just by coming into our shop, um, you know, you might miss it. Um, and, and that's okay, but we, uh, we started off in a, uh, as a wholesale coffee roaster about five years ago. Um, we were just kind of messing around in a garage, and we were just handing our, our coffee out to friends and family, and everybody was asking, why don't you get this in other shops, and so, um, and why don't you start selling this? And, and we were like, no, it's not, 
not good. I mean, come on, you know, <laughs> you know, we're just having fun in a garage. And so we, the more we were doing that though, the, the more it caught on, word got out and uh, people started ordering and we didn't know what to do with that. And so I said, Hey, you know, pay me cash or like write me a check. And so <laughs> they started slipping me money and I started giving them beans, you know, and, and then we, uh, we presented at this thing called 1 million cups. Um, and that, um, kind of catapulted us, uh, into the next, um, it's, it's kind of a, they have it, uh, all around the country, but it's the, the question is what if we get a bunch of entrepreneurs in a room, you know, they have a presentation, give a six minute pitch and then a 20 minute question and answer. Think of like a, uh, I don't know, it's kind of a, a community shark tank. Um, okay. so it's, it's a little bit different, but, um, you know, we pitched, uh, we had all these questions and answers. Um, you know, we were kind of heading into online, um, you know, and this was back, this was back in like 2012. So, um, you know, the online was already a thing. Um, we were just trying to push what that looked like or what that meant. Um, mm -hmm. we had people order from Australia and Afghanistan. There was a guy who found us, uh, on a cigar forum in Florida, wow. uh, who was in the service in Afghanistan. And so he was like, I hear your <laughs> coffee pairs really well with cigars. And yeah. So we, we just found that the internet, um, helped us. We, we don't, it's not that we don't believe in rules. We just don't necessarily, we're not very good at following rules because of, because of the internet, you know, the internet's yeah. kind of just opened up the, the, uh, the door for, to be able to, you know, we, we, we started off roasting in our, that we had this glorified garage that we were roasting in. No, no air conditioning. It was miserable in the summer. Um, yeah, it was so hot, but we, we, we started there and, and then we've, we, the, because we presented one main cups, our current location, uh, located in the crossroads, uh, which is the arts district in Kansas city, it was kind of an area we weren't looking in and we weren't mm -hmm. expecting to be here. Um, we were expecting to be somewhere where we could afford, um, you know, kind of a shoestring budget. Yeah. And, uh, this area was kind of like, eh, it's too pricey down there, but there was no coffee shops down here. So we said that would be the ideal location. We just don't know how to get in there. And, um, once we, uh, once we pitched at one main cups, then somebody approached us and said, Hey, I want to do this coffee shop down in the crossroads. Can you come and, you know, it was actually a friend of a friend and they were like, you need to go talk to him. And I thought I was pitching to sell them coffee. And I walked into the space and yeah, yeah there wasn't a, there wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot going on. And, but it felt it, I just remember the feeling it was, it was, it was a random Tuesday, you know, it was, it was a very, it was a weird day and I was already kind of pissed off cause I'd been trying to, you know, sell all this coffee and, and, um, nobody was, nobody was really into it, mm -hmm. which was fine. I just didn't, wasn't getting any feedback, you know, it was like, do you like it? Do you not? Like what's going on? If you don't like it, why? You know? Yeah. And, and I just wasn't hearing a whole lot, but you know, I came in here and, and, uh, the, um, anyway, I, it, it was kind of one of those things. Everybody says, how did you get that location? It's, it's perfect or it's prime, you know? And, and, I think the location found us. Um, I don't yeah. really think that we, we weren't necessarily looking uh, down here. So we were patient about it and we were just very uh, thoughtful, I guess, about where, what we were doing, how we were doing it. We were very purposeful and, you know, we want to, we want to be in an area that, that, you know, promotes creativity and artists and um, collaborations. And so this area just seemed, it just seemed like, it felt like home. So, and, and I just, I'll never forget that. Um, within the second meeting, we got keys to the building, which was crazy. That's we ended up picking up two other partners who have really helped us uh, define who we are, what we are, and just given us kind of a, a put a business head on our shoulders. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we were just two dudes just kind of hustling, you know, and, yeah. but I don't know if we were doing it very smart, you know? So 
now we have a really awesome team that helps us, you know, do it smarter. So that's on the physical side. When, when people walk into the, the, oh, so that was in, let's see, that would have been 2013 okay. um, is when that happened, the end of 2013. Going into 2014 is when we started construction in here. Um, I, we had a friend who was up, uh, he had a, a, a little retail shop that he was just kind of selling our coffee out of uh, called Utilitarian Workshop. His name was John Anderson. Um, he and his wife, um, Nicole, um, were, uh, they, they had this little spot. They, uh, they, uh, kind of, we, we, we had this relationship where it just, it was a really nice fit. Yeah. Um, their aesthetic, our aesthetic, their mindset, our mindset. Um, John pitched us to basically like, Hey, you know, if you ever need any help designing or building out, you know, I'd love to help out. And, and so, uh, when, when we got a hold of this space, it was kind of one of those things that, we actually met him on a camping trip too. So (laughs) that was, yeah. So, and, and that was, uh, there was, there's a lot of that, that whole camping trip has been kind of one of those defining moments of our, our company history. And you'll see that, um, if you walk into our, our shop, you'll see, you know, backpacks on the wall and it just kind of has that rustic outdoor, you know, you see fishing poles and and, yeah. yeah, So (laughs) yeah, there's, it's just kind of got this outdoorsman type feel and that's partly about, you know, who we are. Uh, just being um, my business partner, Bill, he, he hikes the Appalachian Trail. I go out to Colorado and hike nice. out there. And, and we're just, uh, you know, we love nature, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're just a bunch of nature boys who, who love science and who love great product. But more than that, you know, um, you know J- John helped us, you know, de- uh, develop and design our shop and, and do the build out on it. And we opened up in 2014. Kind of going back a little bit, um, so, so we, we just passed our two-year uh, anniversary here. Um, going back a, a little bit, um, you know, when, when this started in the garage, you know, th- there was a lot of talks about um, it was the philosophical side of it. And yeah. what is thou mayest is, is, is a loaded question because it comes from a John Steinbeck book called East of Eden. It means the way is open. And philosophically, it's, it, it, it's, it's at any given moment, you've got thousands of doors. Any choice that you you can choose to go down that that path, mm-hmm. or open that door to go in, you know, and to open that door with confidence and and with conviction, you know, and, and purposefully, um, you know, take ownership of that thing. It's not. I, I think John Steinbeck in his book, he's he is commenting. It's it's a critique on American society of of his time. Um, it was this pie in the sky and sweet by and by, like someday we don't, we're not going to have to worry about this because someday we're going to go somewhere else and, uh, we don't have to worry about this. And I think that's bullshit, you know, (laughs) um, it's, it's just not, it's, it's not right. And it's, it's not responsible. Um, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe not, I don't know, but that's the, the choice is up to you. And so this idea of choice and of free will and of, of, you know, taking ownership, really what it is, is about more of a movement. What we want to do is is give people permission to get a little bit rowdy, both in the AM and the PM, and specifically like in their entrepreneurial or like in their dreams. Hmm. Like get rowdy. Like what? How far can you take that? You know, yeah. we're going to give you the energy that you need, and we're going to help set up the confines to like make that a movement. So, you know, what we're doing in our space is caffeinating people. We sell energy. You know, yeah. so when you walk in, I really hope that there's like, you know, some good, good, good vibes going on in here. There's some good energy, Yeah. you know, but more than that, it's like we keep, we have a two floors and so we keep our upstairs a little quieter to where people can come in and have these meetings, these entrepreneurial, um, 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 not connections, but these collisions that happen in here. Um, 
I guess there are connections to you, but these collision, <laughs> the collisions that happen when you get a bunch of people buzzed, you know, whether it's on, on coffee or on booze <laughs> or both, you know, and, and you get them buzzed and you kind of let them loose in a space. I mean, this was the thing with One Million Cups. What if we get a bunch of entrepreneurs in a room? I mean, you think about what an entrepreneur is, you know, these are what the pioneers used to be back in the old day. And it's yeah. really what Kansas City, the spirit of Kansas City embodies, you know. Um, Kansas City was that, it was that last stop into the great unknown. You know, let's equip you so that you can go off and be a pioneer into that great unknown. Wow. Um, and into that, into that, um, the wilderness, you know. And I, I think the wilderness just looks different today. Um, the wilderness looks like this, it's, it's your dreams. It's that, it's that land of milk and honey, you know. It's <laughs> like, it's that thing, you know. It's, all, it's on the other side of the fence, you know. I just gotta, just gotta go over there and it's, it'll be there, you know. And, and the, the, the thing that I think, whether it's in the pioneer sense or whether it's in the modern day sense, you know, what they realize halfway across is like, we are all in right now. <laughs> and like, we have to go for this. There's no turning back, you know? And, yeah. and that's where, that's kind of the spirit that we embody is like, it's, it's more of a cannonball than it is a, a kind of dip your foot in. Um, when we do something, we just want to do it with conviction. We want to do it well. You know, it's like, we believe the coffee is unbelievable and it has the power to change lives um, not only in our community, in our local community here, um, mm -hmm. in the crossroads, you know, and, and building this area into just an awesome place, but also beyond that into um, these, these developing countries, you know, um, yeah. and, and really we've set our business up to be a triple bottom line company and, and that's what we're inspired by. We're not inspired, we're, we're inspired by the coffee industry, but oh, it's, it's limited, you know, there's other industries out there that, that they think differently, like the beer industry, you know. Yeah. We're inspired by brewers. We're inspired by entrepreneurs. I'm inspired by these new tech companies and these drones. And how do you, how do you the, these collisions that we're able to set up in, in our space, I think it, it's kind of a representation, of, at least in my mind, it's like I want to be around people who get outside of their industry mm -hmm. and who can think outside of the box like that because that's where progress is made, you know, or that's where we're able to do things better. So, you know, why we might be in, you know, it's debatable, but whether we're in the third wave or the fourth wave or whatever wave we're in, in the coffee world, it, yeah. you know, it, you know, if we're just saying we want to, we want to help do it better. Yeah. We just, as long as it's better, you know, and, and it's, it's an awesome product. Like we want to create a, a, an interesting and stimulating space for people to come and to hang out, uh, we have so many dates that happen here. Um, like, be, like date dates, like yeah. dinner dates. Yeah, like yeah, like like, like after, like before, or after dinner dates. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah, it's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. You know, they'll come in like one, one will grab a, a beer and the other grab a latte. You know, at like eleven p.m. at night. Interesting. Yeah, so we, we have a, a full liquor license, so we can we we can and we have a, an event space and and there's a concert venue in the backyard. So it's it's just it's kind of a unique situation, and so. For us, like, you know, the, the, where, where we're passionate about the most out of all that is just in terms of the people, you know, and, and for us, we say we're in the people industry, we just happen to be doing coffee. Yeah. Um, our why is centered around people. And so we, our sustainability, you know, people talk about sustainability and, and like, you know, are you Rainforest Certified Alliance? Are you organic? It's like, I'm a little bit more concerned about the sustainability of people and just the the um not the industry but like the in, the company the yeah. industry the the whole the whole thing you know of coffee you know i don't want to burn people out on craft coffee you know when everybody's 
whether it's, you know, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's, there's only so far in the, in terms of science with extraction and coffee that you can go mm -hmm. that, to where you start losing, you know, you're, you're not catering to 1%, you know, you're catering to the coffee nerds. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, the, maybe they're 3%, you know, <laughs> but we'll give them, we'll, we'll be generous and say the coffee, the coffee nerds are 3%, you know, the people who really into coffee. So we have a little bit of a different pr approach. Some people say like, we're going to, we are going to, I don't want to say jam it down their throats, but like, we, you know, we're not going to do this. You know, we're, we're only going to serve coffee one way. And that's what thou mayest means. Like the way is open is like, Hey, our product should be good enough that it can stand up to cream and sugar and still be an amazing product, yeah. you know, so that I can, you know, these, these, you know, the people who come in from suburbia who, who are, they, hey, I heard about you guys, you know, a year ago and I'm just now making it down and wow, this is an amazing cup of coffee. I've never had anything quite like this. Mm. What are you doing? You know? And, and that's, that's more of the hook. We call it showing a little bit of leg. Um, you know, everybody wants to, they want to be a part of, the, um, it's, it's a pull approach. It's, it's not a push approach. Yeah. So we don't want to say like, this is how you have to have coffee. This is what you need to do. Like you can only drink it this one way. Here, you're going to taste notes of, of, you know, the underside of an orange rind with like burnt cardamom and like grass clippings, you know, and it's like, <laughs> we're getting kind of ridiculous with some of these descriptions, but also, you know, it's in, in terms of, of artistic expression, you know, when somebody says, I love Monet. Yeah. And I'll look at them and be like, what are you smoking? Like, that looks like somebody, the, this Baroque throw up all over a, all over a canvas is like, what about Franz Klein? Like, and like, yeah, it looks like a five-year-old did that. You know, <laughs> so what about the enlightenment or what about the expressionist? You know, like, oh, well, they're just being a little too literal in their interpretation of, you know, oh, it's a political meeting. And so everybody has their, their, the ways that they interpret that art, you know, mm -hmm. what you taste isn't necessarily what I taste. And so when we, when we go to people and, and they taste our coffee, we'll say, yeah, you, you might grab notes of this. And like, if you want to get into the nerdiness of it, like, yeah, let's set up a cupping and really go crazy. Let's knock ourselves out on something like this and actually get educated. If I'm telling you it tastes like chocolate and nuts, you're going to be like, you know, you're going to step in and you're going to be like, oh yeah, it tastes like chocolate and nuts. Like, of course. Yeah. It's exactly what you said. It's like, we've kind of, I kind of planted that seed and like told you exactly what I wanted you to taste, not actually what you were tasting. So what we like to do more is, is let somebody comment on us first. We kind of push them in a way um, to give us an answer. You know, it's like, what do yeah. you taste? Like push yourself. Like, what are you actually tasting? Like when you stop and like you're taking in, like, let's say a sunrise, you know, or you're taking in an amazing piece of music or you're, you're reading that book and like something, you know, it hits you, you know, and, and people, they'll sip, you know, a cup of coffee and they'll be like, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. what, what are you doing? You know, it's like, stop, like, like, shh, be quiet. Like, what do you, what do you taste? Like really like dig, dig deep, you know? And, and what are you, what are you finding in there? It's like, ah, it tastes like the color blue. I'm like, perfect. That's great. <laughs> that's all I needed. You know, it, well, what does blue mean? You know, yeah. and, and trying to figure out what that is, you know, cause that's, you know, it's, it's just coming up with an opinion about it. It's like, you know, that meant so much to me that I was able to, 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 to find my own language around it. And that's kind of what we've learned is everything has its own language, you know, mm -hmm. whether you're an accountant or an engineer or, or whether you're in architecture or, um, you know, in, in accounting, you know, I have no idea what they're telling me, you know, my yeah. accountants are coming to me and they're saying all sorts of stuff and it's like, what you know uh you know and i think most of the a, a lot of well a lot of coffee uh people are in that same boat where it's like eh, 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 i just want to 
like, let's talk about sensory experience, you know, and it's like, that's a language in and of itself, you know, mm -hmm. um, you'll see the, the flavor wheel, you know, um, it's behind you there. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's, I mean, you, you're, you're looking at like, you know, some crazy, there's some crazy stuff on there, yeah. you know, when you're, there's when, a lot. yeah, <laughs> you know, onion and garlic and lemon and, and coffee blossoms and, you know, clove, clove and thyme and, and, and all of a sudden it's like trying to pick this out of a, out of a liquid, you know, that might have many of those things in there. It's not like, oh my gosh, that's drinkable thyme, you know? Mm -hmm. um, nobody wants that, you know? Yeah. So I think the, when, when, you're, when you're talking about art and you're talking about how the, the language of how to interpret, um, you know, art, you know, or, or it's, it's, it's a subjective experience, you know? You're having a moment, whether it's a landscape or whether it's a piece of art or whether it's, um, you know, a, a film, you know, or whether it's, uh, you know, music and, and you're taking it in and you have an interpretation and you might say, you know, it, to me, this is what it tastes like. And for me to tell you like what it actually is, I don't know if I necessarily believe in that because mm -hmm. I, I think the, the point is like, how do you get connected with that thing that you're, you know, that piece of art or that, that subjective experience, like how do you really dig down and and find there, there's there's some form of meaning in there for you. Yeah, I'm not gonna have that same meaning. I'm not gonna have. I'm not gonna pull that same like interpretation out because I don't have the same language. You know, so that language, you know, it exists in the plant world. Um, that's my background is in horticulture and uh, botany, and so plants have a language, and and you know, animals have a language too. Um, special needs and, and handicapped people have, they have their own language and you know, you'll see, Oh, that guy's the dog whisperer. Oh, that person has a green thumb. And it's really like, they just know, they just know the language, you know, yeah. they know how to talk to that thing and it, they know it's, they know how to respond. You know, that thing is responding to them speaking to it and they know how to manipulate it. And I think that's, that's really the ultimate goal is what you're going for in terms of mastery and in terms of really knowing and getting that product like, uh, get, getting a getting a handle on it. So, um, really, like you know, what is thou mayest? It's 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 a revolution, and it starts inside in terms of like it's a subjective, personal experience that you are having with a product. But more than that, like your it starts inside and it goes out from there. So, you know, you're having this, you know, this this moment with a product, mm -hmm. whether it you know it's in it's your own your own head and it's in your own body. You know, how do you ex you take it out into the coffee shop. How do you take it out into the community? How do you take it out in the city and into the world? And it, you know, how can you, I, I, I was listening to a rabbi and he said, he said, how can you change the world if you can't change yourself? And I was like, yeah, that's a, probably a good place to start. <laughs> you know, like where, where, where does, where does revolution begin? Yeah. You know, um, it, it begins, you know, in, in, in your mind and in your heart and, and somewhere in between there is, is where a spark happens and, and a, an opinion, you know, or a stance is made. So I, I think that's ultimately to me is, is it's really important, you know? So, I mean, I can get as nerdy about coffee as, as, as anyone else, I guess, you know, mm -hmm. but I feel like the ultimate of that is how do we, how do we, how do we speak other people's language? You know, the, the, the other 99% or the, you know, 97%, whatever percent you want to put on it, of, of most people who actually, you know, there's these things that happen in between cups of coffee. It's called life, yeah. you know, and, and how do I connect with those people? Because if I can, if I can get people to maybe 
take a couple more minutes to really stop and appreciate a great cup of coffee. All of a sudden, it's like, well, if you can, if you can, uh, let me put it this way: if you can exam, if you can stop and examine, and have a moment with a cup of coffee, how much more so like things that actually matter, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> things that are in our in our society and our culture, and or even with ourselves that are actually really important, you know. Um, you know, whether that's politics or, or whether that's community or, or, you know, I mean, it could be, it could be so many different things, but that's where it started for us in the garage was talking about that is, is we had really crazy conversations while sitting out there roasting coffee in a garage. And so, yeah, so that was, it's kind of the dream. And then from there getting businessy on you here, but you know, we asked how I wonder if we can get paid to do this. And, and that's kind of where all this started, yeah. you know, in terms of like the, 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 the company of thou mayest, um, you know, it, it moving into our space. Now we, we outgrew it in a year and a half and now we, we just bought a new roaster and we're, we moved off site, um, really ramped up our wholesale program. I mean, we have s- some really exciting stuff coming uh, down the pipeline. Um, a lot of, um, a lot of naturals, but we're also just wanting to, like we have a one, our, our alter ego, um, we call it alter ego because it has kind of, it's kind of got a toothpaste to it. Okay. Um, we, we use it for our drip coffee and it is a, an amazing cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a blend. Um, it is our house blend. Um, you know, it's, it's an Ethiopian and a Brazilian. Um, is, that, is that what I'm trying? That, or? that, what you're trying is called our, it's, that's our Ethiopian. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's a, a Guji, uh, coffee it's um yeah it's it's that we're, we were really impressed by that's a wash coffee we've got another one uh, a natural um we're getting ready to release and then we're doing another one um we started we, we're inspired by these beer companies and they okay. have seasonal uh beers that they bring on too so we're gonna have our what we call our flagships um and those are kind of our our big five you know we call them um we kind of have different names for them but we call them wild child boldly go uh, wild child is our lighter roast it's usually going to be like an ethiopian or a natural or yeah. something a little bit different um on the lighter roasted style style um, um we've got our boldly go it's our uh, a little bit darker um usually like an indo-pacific you get some of those earthy dark chocolate cacao those notes in it yeah um and then we've got our, our smooth operator which is kind of like the breakfast blend, you know, it's that yeah. easy cup of coffee. It's a, it's a pulp natural Brazil. Um, and that one's, it, it's, it's got a sweetness to it. Um, we actually do our, our, uh, our cold brew. Um, we have a blend that we use with that too, but it involves that, na- that, that pulp natural, um, just to give some sweetness in there. Um, then we've got our, uh, our, a decaf. And I think decaf is, is a bit underrated. I'm going to, stop on that for just a second because I think decaf is, I, I I'm excited for decaf and I, and we're actually going to get into rebranding. I, I feel like, you know, there, there's that shirt going you know, your mom drinks decaf, Yeah. you know, or like <laughs> decaf is like a dirty word, you know, it's like, can we just get away with the, the word decaf? Like, let's use a different word instead of decaffeinated, you know? So, um, we're, we're going to work on that because, um, you know, I think there's there's other tactics to be using with some of these amazing coffees, and there's other there's modern processes that you know we'll do a cupping and and you know it'll be a blind cupping and we'll look down and be like what the heck was that one and mm-hmm. you know you'll you'll look at the the key you know that we have that says like oh that was a decaf like what you know that that doesn't taste like a decaf like what, <laughs> what in the world is this doing on the table yeah. you know and why why do you why do you think that uh, like people 
in the coffee world um, kind of don't enjoy decaf? Oh, I mean, that, that, that'd be like, you know, to alliterate it to a beer, it's like, why would you drink a non-alcoholic beer? That's true. That's you true. know? But, I, but this is why, we, like, we, one of our mottos or one of our, you know, kind of sayings that we live, saying that we live by is, is you know, like, we do coffee differently. Like, yeah. we, we're just different, you know? And that's just who we are, you know? We, we want to think a little bit outside the box, so we'd love to have a decaf. I mean, there's times at night when... You know, people want to, we get it quite a bit, especially at dinner parties, you know, and they'll be like, hey, let, you know, let's drink coffee. I can only have a little bit. I'd like a whole glass, but I can only have a little bit just because I don't want to be up all night. Yeah. Or people will say, I want to decaf because, so looking at it more in terms of, of a culinary experience rather than like this alpha male, like chest bumping, you know, mm-hmm. Wall, Wolf of Wall Street, you know, <laughs> chanting, you know, uh, we, we want to look at it a little more, a little differently. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, we're, we're just trying to take take that decaf and make it really enjoyable. Um, so you'll you'll be seeing a lot of decaf stuff coming from us here in the future. So that was the fourth one. The fifth one is our alter ego, espresso. So wild child, boldly go, smooth operator, decaf, and and espresso. So those are our big five. Those are our flagships. Yeah. And then we've got these seasonals that we're introducing. So we we did a, a summer. We we did a spring seasonal. We're doing a summer seasonal. We'll do a fall and winter seasonal, um, and so so we'll do we'll start off with four. We're probably going to build that into a whole suite of seasonals uh, as exciting stuff comes in um, because yeah. we'd like to source this as soon as it's in season. You know, coffee goes through these seasons and uh, um, seasonality. It's an agricultural. It's an agricultural product. It's a tropical fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, so it has a season that it's ripe, and it has a season that it's going to be picked, harvested, processed, and it's going to be. Um, bagged up and sent out on a ship and somebody's going to bring it in the United States and by the time it gets here you know it can it can sometimes it's, it's going to be a little bit quicker but you know it'll be a few months um, you know within within harvest but that's that's the freshest that product's going to be you know and so yeah. that's what we're we're trying to kind of hit on that in terms of seasonality so then beyond seasons so we've got our flagships we've got our seasonals uh, and then, you know, in Kansas City, we have Boulevard Brewing and, and they, they have, them. yeah, and I it's like they, they've got a, you know, a, their spring seasonal uh, is their Irish ale, you know, and then you'll get into their summer and it's their zone. Um, That's cool. Yeah. And, and it's more of a citrus, very light, lemony, you know, summer, easy sipper. Um, you know, you'll get into these heavier beers in the winter, you know, so using kind of uh, that model inspires us to be getting into some of these coffees too in the same manner. But mm-hmm. so then we, we have... Um, we're calling them rotationals. Um, we have these kind of weird, we have these get crazy ideas every now and then, and we, we need an outlet for them. So um, we started doing a barrel series coffee. Oh, nice. So wow. we, we, we uh, because we have a, a liquor license in our in our shop, we uh, we have access to all these. So it's a it's a beer with coffee infused into it? Uh, no, so it's, it's a, uh, so what we do, yeah, so, we, because we have this liquor license, we're able to, these distilleries say, hey, you want to come to our, our plant? So we, um, so we, so we're doing these rotationals, um, and we, we, because we have this liquor license, we, these distilleries or these, you know, beer brewers say, hey, you want to come to our facility? So we'll, uh, you know, of course, are you kidding me? Like, chance to go drink some alcohol in the middle of the day, and it'd be perfectly okay. <laughs> It sounds like a good day to me, you know. So, well, I remember the first time we went, and and we're just learning a lot, you know. I mean, I'm not, I don't know the language of distilling, you know. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, we used to brew our own beer, but 
and and you know, I know I know enough about it, but I'm I wouldn't say I'm a professional at that language, you know. Mm -hmm. So anyway, in the distilling language, you know, they're they're going through all this. We're learning a lot. We're asking a lot of questions. And they have a lot of barrels sitting around. And we're like, what do you do with these barrels? And like, we don't know what to do with them. Yeah, they're just done, you know. And there's barrel wranglers, but you know, if nobody gets a hold of us, you know make furniture of it you know i don't know <laughs> so we we're like can we take a couple of those barrels back with us and they're like oh absolutely you know knock yourself out and so we did and we we did a few experiments and and those didn't work those were those turned awful um you know so we we definitely have, have had our fair share of failure on that but um what we started doing is taking green coffee beans and aging them in these whiskey barrels these oh, whiskey bourbon man. rye barrels so That's we'd cool. age these these beans for, um, it depends, anywhere from like four days to a week, depending on the moisture of the barrel. There's a lot of science that goes into it. It's not just, you know, willy-nilly, like throwing stuff into a barrel and like, you know, pull it out and roast it. It's There's a lot of moisture content going on with this. There's a lot of science, back-end science that, that's going on. Um, so we... We'd, we'd age it, we'd roast it, and then we'd, we'd try it, and it was, it was very different. Um, mm -hmm. So we, we kind of found this... We were like, wow, this is just really different and is really unique. And so we started, um, we got a hold of a wine barrel then, and we did it with a, a very delicate Ethiopian coffee. We took it and we threw it in this wine, this Cabernet Franc barrel. So it's this really pungent red wine, mm -hmm. um, you know, what you would expect with a Cabernet. Uh, or there's some sweetness going on, but it's very pungent, you know, and it's this huge barrel. And so we, we tossed this coffee in there, and then we took, this was during the winter time, I was inspired by Glog, or it's a Gulag, um, it's, a, it's a Scandinavian drink, and it's kind of like this mulled wine, okay. but it's got like brandy and, and wine and, and all these spices and herbs and mulling spices, and so it's got all this other stuff in there, and so I, we were sitting there at the espresso machine one day just chatting of like, what else are we going to, what else are we going to do with this? Are we just throwing it in a barrel, you know, and I was like, well, what if we, let's try an experiment, you know, let's yeah. try you know, putting all these spices into a bag and throwing the bag in there too. And to, so we, we took about six pounds of, of clove and cardamom and, and uh, um, cinnamon sticks and orange peel. And uh, yeah, there was some other stuff in there. We put about <laughs> six pounds of it. We wrapped it up in a, in a cheesecloth sack and oh. tossed it into this barrel with everything else. And you have to do a little bit of work on the barrel because they have these little holes that are in there and okay. they're they're tiny and yeah. so to get these anyway so we had to like drill it out and <laughs> you know try to find a way to like cover the hole back at, anyway so there's a little there's a little uh you know jerry rigging going on and all this too but um we threw we threw the six pounds of spices and herbs into this barrel and it was it was crazy when we pulled it out i mean it was especially when you do a cold brew of it it really accentuates some of those notes i mean a lot of that mm -hmm. cinnamon and that clove and orange peel came out and uh, that, cool. yeah, it was one of those things where it was like, what in the world, like, happened there? And that was, can we replicate that? That was yeah. great, you know? So, um, so the beer guys hear about this. And, and so the, there's two different groups. Uh, some beer guys and then some distillers heard about what we were doing. So the beer guys were like, holy shit. Like, man, we need to get some of that into, uh, we need to get some of that into a beer. So can you, can you give a cold brew of that barrel-aged coffee and we're going to do, um, we do a house brew with Torn Label. And so we did a kind of a one-off and they did, uh, they did a cold brew barrel-aged uh, wheat stout, uh, coffee wheat stout. Whoa, that's yeah, and, crazy, yeah, but awesome. It was, it was really, it was really tasty. So it's a, it's a different way, you know, the beer guys were like, well, this could be a different way to get bar that barrel depth, that, that barrel flavoring or that barrel yeah. 
characteristic into our beer without having to actually barrel age the beer, you know? Hmm. Yeah, so it's 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 a little bit different. So we interesting. Yeah, so then the uh, the guys who were doing um, a distilling heard about it and we're like, we that that's crazy. We've had this idea to do kind of this coffee liqueur, you know. And so this will be kind of the first time um, it's talked about publicly. But we're going to be releasing this on August twenty fifth. So it's this coffee liqueur that's been barrel aged and. And, uh, so yeah, this is this is this like, is the first. This so is you're, like, you're, I'm the you, first guy that knows. You, you, you're the this first is very one. low key. I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is low key. Yeah. 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 Uh, but this this is uh, it's it's we're really excited about it. Um, we're calling it Cafe Amaro. Um, it's with Jay Rieger Co. Um, they're out of the East Bottoms, and and we're gonna uh, be um, roasting this coffee and giving it to them, and they take it and they. Um, add it to a neutral grain spirit, and they have all these other botanicals that they they mix in with it: um, cardamom, clove, orange peel, yeah. um, mint, um, and then it, it's, because it's an amaro, it's very dry and um, it's, it's almost like a fernet or or like a campari, um, where it's it kind of dries your mouth out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's it's not wet. I don't. That sounds weird because it's a liquid, but. It's, it's, it leaves your mouth very dry. It's this root that they have. Yeah. And that's why I love plants. I mean, going back to my botanical roots, you know, so to speak, um, you know, it is a root that is, is, that's chopped up and that is, that they, that they're able to, uh, soak in this liquid and, and extract. Mm. And it leaves this very dry flavor. I, I chewed on this root and it immediately, my mouth was just like, wow, it, it was good. like cotton mouth, you know? Yeah, it was crazy, and it's it's plants are cool. You know, they, they have all these characteristics. I don't feel like we really tapped into the power of, of plants. I mean, coffee is being a plant, you know, and these other these other beer. You know, it's all plant liquid. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's a book by uh, Michael Pollan. Um, he really gets into this um, uh, the botany of desire. You know, and it's mm-hmm. he also made a documentary of it too. Plants rule the world. You know, yeah. what what's the number one traded commodity? Uh, plant, like in in the world in the world yeah uh, just guess uh, uh, oil 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 I mean I was gonna say oil but I I don't uh, yeah oil oil <laughs> so what is it what is oil uh, compressed plant matter over a long period of time yeah I, I was gonna say that but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's yeah it's like what so what I put in my car yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what yeah. What is this stuff? It's like, yeah. Things that ch- the thing that changed it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so. yeah. so yeah. I mean, oil, oil is is just com- compressed plant matter. You know, what's the second highest trade commodity? Coffee. You know, yeah. uh, you know, for people to to, and and that's the thing is like you know a lot of people there's a sexiness of of industries and you know there's um, you know there there's there's what you know social and pop media throw down our throats, but you know really where you know watch what's happening in the plant world. Because that's that's where that's where the future is, you know. Yeah. Uh, learning how to learning what it you know how to get certain medicinal properties out of these plants, um, how to harness energy, how to design buildings more like plants, um, you know, how to create better coffee products through plants. Mm-hmm. My questions are more: What happens when you start jacking with macro and micronutrients? How can that? How can those different macro and micronutrients aff- affect? the flavor that's in your cup wow that's more what i get really nerdy about i get really yeah kind of jazzed about but 
um, yeah, that's, I, I think that's where um, the coffee industry is, is going in terms of, you know, I mean, it's, it's a horticultural, it's an agricultural product. And I think a lot of people, just the connection between those two is lost because most of the time it's coming from a tropical area that we mm-hmm. have no connection to. And, you know, we're in an area where coffee doesn't grow wild or we don't, we don't see coffee plants or we don't harvest coffee cherries, you know. So yeah. a lot of times I feel like it just kind of, I don't know, it gets, it's just one of those things that is expected or it's always in front of you. And so we drink it, you know. Yeah. Um, it can be good. Uh, it can be really, really bad too. So, you know, the 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 choice just being like, you know, to pursue to pursue good shit, you know, um, yeah. to go after the things that are that are, you know, that have some thought into them. It's just not mindless consumption, mm-hmm. you know, and not not to make anybody you know feel bad at night, but you know, just let's do life a little better. You know, is yeah. this it? You know, yeah. because, you know, that was our question. It was sitting in the garage. It was like, if this is it, you know, shoot, I'm out. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to go hike and go live some life. Yeah. Why, why would I care? I don't care about politics. <laughs> like, I don't care about anything. I just want to go experience life for myself because if I'm just going to die someday, like, what does it matter? So it sounds kind of morbid, but it, like yeah. that, that's kind of where we started was like, if there is, what is the purpose? What is the meaning? And. Simon Sinek, he does a TED Talk. Um, the TED Talk is called How, How Great Leaders Inspire Action. Um, and he talks about the why. Uh, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And I think for us, at least, part of where we've gone, maybe it's successful, maybe it's not. I'm not going to be the judge of that. But yeah. like what we've really defined is our why. And why we do what we do is because we have strong convictions you know, about... Um, that it's we are the opposite of that mindless consumption like we probably put way too much thought into it or, or we mm-hmm. probably put way too much um, I don't know we just we, we put a lot of meaning into to the product that we make we're very proud of it you know mm-hmm. and we think it's we think it's great you know and we hope that other people enjoy it too and if they don't it's that's awesome you know that's fine yeah. I mean it's like I I don't like Monet and my business partner loves Monet so yeah you know, I, it's, that's okay. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to like everything or you don't have to, I don't know. I, I probably <laughs> rambling now, but I just, I, I, I feel like there's, there's kind of a, a new, a, a, going into that, that new wave of coffee. Um, you know, it has to be accessible. You'll see, you'll yeah. see this with the beer industry. I mean, they, that's why they went to cans, you know, years ago, it was like a big no, no to, for beer people. You, you don't put, craft beer in cans you put it in bottles yeah if you put it in cans it's devaluing the product that's not necessarily true some mm-hmm. of the best beers i drink are out of cans yeah you I love cans. right yeah. yeah and yeah just in terms of you know the recyclability and and just the the uh like how how well you can reuse the product is is a plus you know but you know you, you'll see that there's a, a i think the coffee industry is heading there too i think you're going to see canned coffee coming out of the woodwork you know in the next five years that would be kind of cool i mean it's already out yeah. there yeah you know i mean there's there's a handful of companies and i it's the rtd movement it's ready to drink um i like that acronym. <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's called rtd and, and really what it it's just accessibility it's mm-hmm. just a fancy word for accessibility like you know yeah there's there is a certain like there's sometimes where I want to sit down and yeah, I want somebody to take their time making a cup of coffee and, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't mind paying six to eight bucks. Not every day though. 
you know, I want something that's like, it's my go-to, like yeah. it's the, it's constant. I know what to expect, but it's done really, really well. Mm-hmm. And I really just, I freaking love it, you know? So, I mean, it, for me, it's, you know, going to uh, like a pale ale every time, um, like those ales just, they're my go-to beers. If I want to, you know, step out and get crazy, you know, um, you know, I'll start drinking a sour or, or something else. And I like them. I just yeah. don't like them every single time, you know? Yeah. So that's the thing is like, you know, some people's go-to is a stout. Some people's go-to is an IPA, you know, and that's, that's great, you know, and cause you'll see that, you know, this whole rise look at the beer industry and watch the beer trends. Like IPA is just, it's about to just take the field. There was a shortage of hops this past year. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's you know, and yeah, there's like a shortage of hops because everybody's wanting to do an IPA and they're doing multiple IPAs, you know, and, mm. and I think you're going to see that in the coffee industry too, but uh, in the coffee industry, it's a little bit harder. You know, we can't, we, I, I'm growing hops on our back patio here. Yeah, we'll go out and take a look at those later, but okay, it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. They're all, they're all blooming and like, you know, starting to produce some hops. That's awesome. Um, it's a really aggressive vine, you know, and, um, you can grow them, you know, in the Northwest, you know, you can grow them here in Kansas city, you know? So, um, those are pretty, pretty easy. Um, what's harder to grow here is coffee, you know? So we have to get that from another place where the, you know, the climate yeah. is right. So, you know, that's another thing, you know, that I think climate, the climate change, I think it's a real deal. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that, you know, you look at the Ethiopian, um, there, there's a, a huge debate right now about what that's going to look like in the next 20 years, you know, is mm-hmm. Ethiopian coffee even going to be available in 20 years? Yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of changes going on. It's, it's a, like I said earlier, it's a, it's a agricultural product. And so, you know, we might buy a product one year and from a farm that is, it might taste one way. We could buy from that same farm the next year and taste completely different. Yeah. You know, and so that can, everybody wants that consistency. And so here's what I think the, the craft coffee industry is realizing is like, what's wrong with the blend? You know, everybody wants a single origin, whatever, but like, what's wrong with the blend? Yeah. What, you know, to get a consistent product, we might have to blend a few things and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. If, if we can, we have that flavor profile, like let's hit it, you know, yeah. and we can con- consistently do that. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's like, you know, yeah, it might be Ethiopian. It could also be, you know, uh, a really nice El Salvador. It's like really bright and citrusy, you know? Mm. So it, it, you know, so there's just there's multiple ways to do it, and I think consistency, you know, maybe that coffee from Ethiopia doesn't exist in the next twenty or thirty years. Maybe it, it probably will, but maybe it doesn't, you know. And and so for me, like I'm not afraid of blends, you know. Yeah. I'm not afraid of milk and cream and sugar. Like I don't prefer it that way, but other people who aren't there, you know, for the nerds, it's like you know that's heresy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, crucify them if they put, you know. <laughs> and and those, those are the purists, you know. And and I, I'm a purist at heart. We're just very irreverent um, about yeah. our product, you know. It's it's just kind of like, hey, throw it in some beer, throw it in some liquor, you know. Like, mm-hmm. who cares? Like, it's just get, do well at that product, you know. And like, we're pr- so proud about it that it's like we we can hang our hat on this thing, and and we we're very, I don't know, we're we, yeah, we're probably just probably a little bit too proud about it sometimes. It's just like <laughs> we, we, it's 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 the it's a really great bang for your buck, and it's really competitive, yeah. you know. I mean, we're selling, you know, great, amazing, to be honest, it's single origin right now. Um, our, our alter ego is the only blend. We're selling it for 13 bucks, and you're talking like, you know, you're going to be paying 20, 20 or 
more dollars for the similar or the same coffees from from anywhere else and that's where you know we're really proud about like how we're going about doing and our model is just a little bit different where we can where we're really competitive you know on the shelf and yeah you know where we're standing next to these big boys you know and we have the same price is like that's that's cool you know we made we took a top shelf we took a top shelf product and we just made it accessible to the masses mm. i mean you can't do that with wine you know yeah. top shelf wine is you know let's just say it's a thousand dollars you know yeah. <laughs> um there's no way i'm touching that you know <laughs> like yeah i mean if i'm gonna go crazy you know maybe a 50 dollar bottle you know 100 if it's just you know a really special occasion but you know i, I there, there's that, that that's like what is that you know one percent of your the product that you're buying is going to be that top shelf like i need something and that's what I love about coffee. It's so democratic, you know. Mm -hmm. We have millionaires and college students sitting next to each other at, at our bar. That's awesome. Uh, I love it, you know. Yeah. I mean, we just took a top shelf thing and just made it so democratic. It just, it, it spans, it spans all different classes of people, you know. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I, that's what I like about coffee. It's just one of the many, I think I, maybe just too much caffeine <laughs> most of the time, but... <laughs> Yeah. That's why we have these downers in our shop too, just try to even yeah. ourselves out. But Well, you've I've you've answered like all my questions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if, is there anything about the industry or about the business or just you know, I mean even about like um, alternatives to coffee shops, um, I mean I can I can kinda go wherever you want me to go here. Yeah, I mean, I, I do like it, it's it's very interesting how um, your coffee shops run, like the differences. Yeah. Like you could see the differences between like the way you name your coffee, like alter ego and stuff. Yeah. Normally, like people will like have an Ethiopia or Yurga yeah. Chap or something like that instead yeah. of like names like that. Yeah. Or like I I do enjoy like the description of Baumeyas and stuff like that. Yeah. But like you've answered like a lot of my questions in this yeah. fan that you were talking. Yeah. So it's it's okay. But um I hope I hope the fans enjoy this episode and yeah. um I'm very grateful for, for you being on this episode and absolutely talking the science of coffee and yeah. I could sit here and listen for hours I know. about I, know. about I, I, I try to I try to like stop <laughs> to give like everybody pause for a minute. Yeah. I, I, I kinda get fired up and yeah, I'm like hanging on the edge of my seat, and I'm like, "Tell more, tell I, more." I get, I get kind of nerdy. I mean, especially when it gets into <laughs> plant botany and like biology. And yeah. Even like soil and and microorganisms, and I mean, it's it is so cool. And yeah, that is neat. Yeah, I see. I, my like, I, I didn't do well in science, but yeah. like I always like am intrigued. Like yeah. as I've gotten older, like being a teenager, like I was yeah. like. Ah, uh, science. Yeah, not, not for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then as I got older, I'm like, it's so much more intriguing. Yeah, gr girls were a little bit more uh, intriguing in high school, I think. Yeah. In <laughs> science, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, soccer might have been a little higher on the priority list. But <laughs> nowadays, it's like, I, I don't know, I guess I it's like, I wish I would have paid more attention to science yeah. class, you know. Yeah. <laughs> when you're talking about, like, caramelization and Maillard reactions and... You know, when I said, like, we take it very seriously, like, we are chefs, like, we yeah. are, we, we are doing a culinary art, you know, to know how things are cooked and how sugars react when heated up to a certain degree, you know, the, the different chemical reactions, you know, and I think anybody who tries to explain coffee, coffee roasting is more than just, like, Maillard reaction, chemical, like, we're just, we're just browning sugars, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, all we're doing is, like, bringing the thing out, you know, we're, we're, there's flavors already there. 
we're just letting the coffee speak for itself. That's all you need to say. You don't need to like get too crazy complicated about it. Mm. Like it's, it's you know you don't you can you can talk to some other chefs and, and it's like when you really dig down like yeah there's a lot more going on but you know is it good you know thumbs up thumbs down you know that's all I need <laughs> yeah. you know are you gonna come back the next day and and half of that is is on customer service you know it's just yeah having a smiling face like I enjoyed that cup of, I think I enjoyed this customer service more than I. I enjoyed the coffee, or maybe the coffee tastes better because there's a smile behind the counter. Yeah. You know, maybe the coffee tastes better when I'm listening to, to Led Zeppelin, you know, or, yeah. or, you know, maybe it tastes a little bit better when I'm, when I'm in that spot, you know, where I'm able to be meditative or contemplative or, or just starting my day, you know, maybe it tastes better then, you know, versus later when I'm in a group of people and it's like not really concentrating on the coffee, yeah. you know, and that's, you know, I, I feel like our, our senses are a little bit. Uh, they can kind of, I feel like they can kind of fool us a little bit, you know, mm. where one day it's like, oh, that's not good today. And it was just fine yesterday. I'm like, we did absolutely zero things different. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, maybe there's a different song on or maybe, yeah. you know, you're not your favorite bartender was behind, you know, your barista was behind the counter. But. That's awesome. Well, thank you for taking out yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, is there any way like people can support you or... Yeah. Yeah. So we just kind of, we just uh, launched the online store, um, a new, a new website. Um, you know, we're doing subscription based, um, but man, just, yeah, you can get online, order it, uh, get shipped right to your door. We do $2 shipping anywhere in the continental U S. Um, so that's a little bit different. Um, we want to make it accessible. Um, you know, so we, uh, we'd like to get in the free shipping, but that's, that's probably a little ways down, but, but you know, $2 shipping, you know, $15 to get an amazing cup of to get an amazing 12 ounce bag of coffee right to your doorstep is, I feel like that's pretty accessible. You know, I think it makes it almost worth it. You know, you don't even need to go to the grocery store. Like let us do the hard work and yeah. get it to you. And so we, we just launched an online store that kind of, we're, we try to take all the love that we have in our shop and just kind of the eccentric and kind of the, the vibe of our shop and put it on our website. So hopefully that gets translated. We made some videos and put them up there and, and uh, yeah, just check us out on social media and, and uh, Instagram and Twitter and, and Facebook. And we've always got something up our sleeve. And usually social media is the first place that comes out. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we do a lot of other events and, and uh, curated parties here at our shop. Um, first Fridays here is always just a riot. Um, you yeah, know, I lot, saw pictures. It was insane. Last it. night was just, we, we did a beach party. Um, <laughs> where we did some tiki drinks on our cocktail side and, and we're getting ready to release our new our new beach party coffee and and uh, yeah it's just it's we're having fun and so yeah. we, we try to we, we have the hashtag uh, take fun seriously yeah I saw that I saw yeah that it was website. like yeah we, we, we just uh, you know we, we're very serious about having the fun that we're having so yeah we hope that we hope that gets communicated and that that gets transferred to, to the people who get to experience the product and and who get to drink it and we're like hey, this, is, this is awesome so, anyway, yeah, appreciate you having me on the show, and yeah, and hope we get to do it again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, would love to have you on again. That would be more. fun. Yeah, yeah. So, um, thank you for being on Low Key, and we'll talk again. Adios. Later.